Welcome to How Much Is Too Much. This is episode 15 titled, Let's Talk About Stress, Baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about stress, baby. Um, uh, needless to say, I've been very stressed, which has pushed me away, um, has pushed me into a bunch of excuses why I don't have time to record an episode. But I've been thinking about, um, am I even processing stress right now? There's so much going on in my personal life and um, in my professional life too. What am I talking about? In life in general. And it made me realize recently that, you know, we all, and this is so obvious, I'm not giving like a revolutionary thought here, but we all constantly are going through stress that no one is actually versed to, um, unless they're like in your shoes and guess what? No one is in your exact shoes. So even if you're going through, um, you know, a breakup and, you know, you and the other person are going through the breakup on the flip side of that, you know, each individual person going through that breakup is stressed from that, but they also have their own stress of their own family and their own job and their own careers and their own like habits. And it's one of those things where I maybe start thinking and being exposed to a bunch of people in my life that are, you know, dealing with stress too, because life gets chaotic. Like, especially as you get older, the stress that it's such a different stress of when like I was in college or, you know, high school, high school is just like very amateur, obviously stress, but you can still be very stressed out. Um, but I think when you get in college and you have responsibilities, that's when things start to pile up and you really feel like the pressure of what you need to get done for yourself and in your life. And, I'm just realizing like we all cope so differently when it comes to um, waves of high pressure life decisions and um, traumas and and stress in our lives. And it's just, it's so um, interesting to me recently. And simply because I would love, like right now in my life, I am Um, I recently was promoted and I'm the first female senior director of um, my department and it is very rewarding, but I'm humbled over how overwhelmed I am and how much I have to get done. So I'm stressed out about am I performing in this new role? Um, I am moving out of, out of Ohio to Georgia, um, and I've never lived out of state. So that is bringing a different wave of, um, stress that I'm just putting in the back burner because it's not and for another like 60 days, but I'm just whenever. Okay. <laughs> it's no problem. I'll just face it when I face it. Um, I am in the process of buying my first home. So I'm buying a condo in Georgia and I'm, that has been stressful. Um, obviously buying and selling houses is one of the biggest stress points I think people go through. That I think in, you know, um, planning a wedding, which is not on my radar at all. So I would love if I was 
the, you know, girly or the person that when, like, they got stressed, their friends are like, you really need to eat. I am not that bitch. I am stressed, and so I cocoon into a little hole, and all I want to do is eat and have ramen and noodles and whatever, and I just make excuses like we all do. Oh my gosh, this is too much. I have to deal with this. I have to get this document. I have to talk to this person. Well, I don't have time for my podcast. Well, I don't really want to go to the store. I just want a second to breathe and sit on my couch, and oh my gosh, but there's like so much time in every day. And so, yes, when things are very, things are very busy for me and I realize that, you know, not only am I an eating girly under stress, um, unless I'm like actually heartbroken from loss, you know, death, um, a relationship ending, something like if I'm heartbroken, that's when I'm like, that's different though. I'm heartbroken. So that's when I don't eat, but actual stress, I, just love to comfort myself with food and honestly it works except for then when I you know look in the mirror and I'm like oh girl but we've gained 10 pounds what is happening and I know this is how I handle stress because I fluctuate my weight so much in my life and I would like to say I carry my weight well but still I used to be overweight for most of my life um from you know really like high school through most of college and then it was like I got out of college and that's when I started like actually focusing on my health and so I stay within a range but when I'm stressed the scale I'm suddenly don't have time for the gym I'm you know I want to eat everything it's like oh do you want to go to dinner this absolutely it's not like I've already eaten poorly on those days oh I can't be bothered to meal prep it's you know the list goes on and on of bullshit the reasons I give myself not to be great when I'm stressed out because I'm like, woe is me, which is totally not my mentality, but in, in, in general is to like throw a pity party or anything like that. But what happens is that we just have so many excuses and people use stress as like a crutch in life. I, I am a, I am a, not a victim. I'm uh, also to blame to do that. I 100% will be like, Oh, I just want to have like a night out and said so I should be doing like X, Y, and Z to like knock out certain projects I've been putting off. Like this podcast, right? I, you know, I've been pushing it off, pushing it because, oh my gosh, I just need to breathe. I need to do this. But like, this is a stress reliever for me. So is working out. So is having my meals prepped and ready for myself every week so I don't have to sit there and like have to panic purchase food just because I'm hungry, which leads to unhealthy decisions. And all those things are actually stress relievers. But when I'm dealing with a lot, and we all do this, that things that are like good for us and healthy that actually promote peace and relieve stress are the things that, you know, they still take work. It's not just like they're relaxing, like sitting on the couch and having DoorDash drop off your Taco Bell chicken quesadilla. Um, okay, that's, like, mostly when I'm drunk, but, um, I get ramen. That's what my, like, comfort food, ramen or chipotle burrito. So, instead of me being like, okay, Alicia, you have hours this day off, I'm like, no, I want to sit on the couch and watch TV and shut out the world, which is okay in balance, but when it becomes a cycle of how, you know, you're handling being overwhelmed, that's when you are, your, your discipline has dropped and that's when the, you know, gym is no longer, you know, a stress reliever in your mind, even though every time you go, you feel better. And 
you don't have time to prep your meals, even though you're so anxious throughout the week as you have to pay, go out and eat, buy every meal or like scramble to throw something together and eat out. And it's just all these things that I realize, like the things that bring me the most peace I've been pushing off because I'm just like, I have too much on my plate. And I want to take that back and reown my life and say, I do these things to promote a less stressful life for myself. And I've been slowly like creeping back into my, you know, consistencies. And I've never fallen completely off because I don't want to be the per- the woman I once was. But for me, I'm typically a very outgoing, outspoken person. But when I'm really stressed, I actually shut in. I shut the world out and I push pretty much, you know, I, I, I shut the world out. I want to eat. I want to be alone. <laughs> and, um, I am kind of numb. Like I, I'm, I'm not, I don't really talk about it. I don't even really notice it. Like, it's honestly like I go numb. I don't get these physical traits of stress. I just realize that I'm like, okay, I'm overwhelmed. And I start to feel depressed. That's like my trigger point, And that's how I know, like I'm at a full level of stress. It's not me manically rushing around because I'm just manic in general. <laughs> um, it's when I'm most quiet, when I'm t- more tired, when I don't have the energy to do the things that make the best of me. So I've been paying attention to how people in my life handle stress. And you know, um, uh, some people just straight run away from it entirely, right? And um, end up don't like don't do anything to face it, to try to heal themselves, to try to maneuver or relieve any of the stress. They just keep going in the motions of like toxic behaviors that quote unquote comfort them, but it's not comfortable. It's actually just a, a um, familiar feeling of uncomfortability because I I don't believe that anybody who is, you know, severely overweight or is completely unhappy in their career or is in an unhappy relationship that they just stay. I don't think that any of those people are comfortable in their day every day. If there is a, you know, some kind of dissonance dissonance within you where you go, okay, I'm unsatisfied here, but I would have to, and I'm, and each day I'm just pretty much uncomfortable because I'm unsatisfied, right? I wish X, Y, and Z, or I would want my life to look like X, Y, and Z. You have to get out of the comfortable zone, so to speak, even though you're actually uncomfortable and push yourself into unknown spaces, situations, conversations that are also uncomfortable, but they're uncomfortable to get you to the next best place in your life or to relieve stress or to promote a better, more fulfilled, full version of you. So yes, you will, you know, you are stepping into more uncomfortable and that this level of uncomfortable takes discipline, like, you know, to start working out or to leave somebody or to start a new career path because you, your heart is calling you in that direction. Those leaps, you know, of like life-changing decisions, jumping in to break those patterns is so uncomfortable. But we a lot of times stay in stressful situations that are uncomfortable, but they are our comfort zone because we are, we're used to them now. So you can make your new space of discomfort with you growing and being better and greater than you were the day before. And it's uncomfortable, but it is taking you to a place of 
a much more fulfilled place where you're not settling on yourself and you don't have this dissonance of who you are, where you should be. And I'm saying all these words and I'm, you know, and I, I mean them like it's not bullshit, but it, I, the, it takes discipline to be in that space and it is so easy to slide. And I have done it. Like I said, my weight fluctuates because I am not this person who is working out five days a week, eating my meal prep five days a week, maybe enjoys the weekend here and there, has Sundays prepped food. Like it's just not my life. I have a very weird schedule with my career. I have a, um, which works for me, but it just, Again, do you hear it? I'm making an excuse for why I can't build consistent healthy habits. That's the unfortunate mindset we find ourselves stuck in. And it's not even intentional. As I was saying that statement, I'm like, but my schedule's weird. So it's harder for, it's not harder for me. I can acknowledge that my schedule is wonky and look at it. And I know my schedule in advance. So I can look and say, I can hold myself accountable and be disciplined to you know, um, work out at this time and this day and this X, Y, and Z and plan it out. Um, instead I will get wrapped up in the moment and go, well, you know, there's always tomorrow. Let me lay here. And I get this anxiousness about just getting up and being uncomfortable, being up so early, right? That makes me uncomfortable. And, and I would relieve more stress, if I started pushing myself into those comfort, into those discomfortable places that are new and are pushing me and are helping me to grow, I'm going to be relieving stress actually through that process that I gain trust in myself. So it is very easy to fall into the trap of I'm stressed, so I'm going to do this. You know, I'm stressed, so I am going to, I'm going to drink wine tonight. I'm stressed, so I'm going to go out to the bars and go out to eat, even though we said we're focusing on saving money. I'm stressed, so I'm just going to spend whatever. I don't even care. It's going to blow my budget. Oh, I'm stressed, so I'm going to shop. I deserve it. I'm stressed out, but you're saving for a new house or a new car. There's always like stress in itself. It's just an excuse. That's all you have to say. And everyone's like, yeah, I get it. But the reality is that, yeah, you get it because everybody is going through it. Everybody has stress for different reasons, for different aspects of their life. And yes, we all know that it's a, it's a very common thing. But if we recognize that and recognize fully that we're all, going through the same emotions and pain points and not exact circumstances, but we all feel this feeling throughout our lives consistently, some more than others, some a lot more than others, but most of us, all of us are feeling it at some point. So if we recognize that, then why do we allow for it to be such an easy excuse for poor decisions? And, and, and it's just like, it's a, it's a society, American accepted thing. I am stressed, so I am excused to break my diet. I am stressed, so I am, and, and, it, I, you know, the list goes on. I'm just having like, kind of like a, like, um, what's a, not Wahoo moment, what the fuck? Like a, just an eye-opening moment right now as I'm saying these words that, the excuses are actually what hold us back. And when the saying of like, you know, you're your own worst enemy, it's not just a statement for the people that are, you know, 
in the pits and they're really struggling like you or the people that really give themselves a lot of self-hate and don't have any self-love like it's not that literal it's you're everybody can be their own worst enemy if you accept the bullshit that you're painting to make decisions and maneuver in ways that only hinders you and when we get to this space like right now I'm I'm literally like stepping into the space and acknowledging that I am being my own worst enemy I want to feel a certain way and look a certain way and I take a pride in taking care of myself and being disciplined I worked really hard to build those walls up for myself my excuse continues to be like well, I'm in a new relationship and life is busy, you know, we're both stressed. Um, I'm stressed about moving. It's so much to deal with. I don't have any time. And like the reality is that if I, the goals I want being, you know, I want to slim down again because <laughs> I told you my weight fluctuates and I've accepted that. I don't hate myself for that. I just recognize, am I gaining weight just because I'm happy and I'm living life and everything's good or am I gaining weight because I'm stressed and I'm covering up my emotions and just moving in a numb space. But I set these goals for myself. I need to connect the thought process that me getting up early, very early, knocking it out first thing, just getting right out of bed, not checking an email, not getting on any social media, not saying, oh, I need to clean first and avoiding until I'm, I finally convince myself to go, I need to be disciplined enough to know that if I knock it out, I'll be happier. I'm starting my kickstart, my serotonin for the day and change the way that I process how I'm handling stress. So instead of I'm stressed, so I want to have like some wine and, um, you know, an Italian, I want to have like a date night with wine and this, I need to go, what did I have planned for today? And if it was to have a date night with wine, enjoy girl, live it up and have, you set that time aside. You earned it because you committed to the goals and the standards you set for yourself for the rest of the week. But if it's on a, you know, a Tuesday night, just because I had a quote unquote stressful day, um, and I'm saying, well, I was going to work out, um, and I was going to eat my meal prep, but really like, I'm just, it's too much today. I can't keep letting myself be my own worst enemy and accept that as the, like, even an acceptable standard. Cause it's, it's absolutely not. And that's how I have to like reframe my mental. Essentially, instead of using, the my coping mechanisms for stress is like shutting down, want to eat, I want to drink, I don't want to work out, I don't want to do these things. And so many of us can relate to that, but you got to reframe your mind on how you handle stress. So when I'm stressed and I go, "Oh my gosh, I want to go get a drink." I'm trying to push myself into going, "Okay, register what right now is actually stressing you out." And if it's a list of items that I need to accomplish, then I have to check myself and go, okay, you're stressed because of these items. Knock them out, get them off your plate. Or I'm just worked up and stressed because of life and, you know, it's speeding by. I swear, you know, when you're younger, you hear it so many times from your parents and they say, oh, you know, you need to 
enjoy it while enjoy your time blah, blah, blah. and <laughs> honestly it's annoying to hear because you're like yeah thanks bruh um but I'm in high school and I don't have any freedom so I'm gonna I'm excited to be in college enjoy college enjoy everything college has because you really don't have like actual true responsibilities and life is still very slow and you can get away with anything essentially and you only you can be selfish and it is just the best time for no responsibilities and just living it up but once you hit the real world out of college and you get into your career, life fucking flies. So we spend so much time being stressed and staying in these stress cycles, as I think of them. And what we have to do, each of us, is figure out what is triggering that stress cycle, what is part of the stress cycle, and then how we break the stress cycle. And that is a one day at a time process. And that's where people fail or don't even start is they go, well, I would have to start working out. I would need to go to the store on Sunday when usually I eat wings and I hang out and I watch my shows or I watch football and that's my chill day. Well, reframe what your chill day looks like. You work out in the morning, you go to the grocery store, grab what you need for the day and for meal prep, and then you just chill at your house, you watch your football, you watch your shows, and then after that, you know, and then at some point again, then you finish your meal prep and set yourself up for success going into the week. And those steps in themselves, those little steps have alleviated, you know, stress. On the flip side, I'm saying all this, while, <laughs> while it's Friday, I have had a long month. I am have literally whiplash from just the chaos that has been this month. Um, and I want to go get a fucking drink. But balance, baby, because I did work out today. Um, I promised myself that I would work and get this episode out and stop being... Um, you know, making excuses, something off my list that's been hanging over my head. And I'm earned, I've earned the right to release some more, some of my stress through having a drink and just going, oosah. But had I not done those things, had I not worked out, made myself a good, had I not, you know, um, accomplished like multiple items on my to-do list and really own them, then I would 100% feel more stressed tomorrow um, having those drinks and having nothing done. So it is a balancing act and it is one of those things too. You also have to recognize that like if you're someone that you go and you're like, oh man, I just need a drink. And then you get plastered every single time, then, (laughs) then you're probably not helping your stress. You're probably just tacking it on. And the next thing you know is you, then you wake up on Monday groggy. Sunday scary is you wake up Monday groggy and you're like, I don't want to worry about eating healthy. And you've set yourself back into the cycle where come Friday you're stressed because you started your week stressed. It's about acknowledging what part we play in these things. And so like, and it's so much easier, like, let's be honest too, it's easier for me to come on the podcast and be like, and deal with stress like this and, and release your fears in three, two, one. And let's be honest, no, (laughs) I could just told you, I like to fucking eat. I'm like, I'm like, bring me some ramen, bring me some um, spaghetti. I'm like, oh, I walk in the park to relieve my stress. No, fuck that. I'm going to go sit at the bar and have some tequila, XOXO. And so it is a, it is really, it is a balancing act. And it's also registering your own bullshit on a regular basis. Um, And I have been full of excuses. And I think I said this on my last podcast, which is sad because it means I'm not really out of this, um, you know, this window of, kind of dismissing and not owning the things that I should for myself. 
But I also am very, you know, we're all very critical of ourselves and I'm accomplishing a lot and I'm doing a lot and I just have to check in and be like, you're doing a good job. Like, bitch, you're doing a good job, bitch. You're doing a good job. And you have to remember that for yourself too, is that it's not as easy as like, I'm just going to go, I'm stressed. I'm going to work out. Yeah. No, you have to be disciplined and say, I am stressed. So what is going to bring me peace and promote my growth right now? And instead of choosing the easy, comfortable route, which you've known, which just adds to the cycle of stress, it doesn't actually relieve anything. You have to be disciplined enough to go, one day at a time, and today I choose to not be in the same cycle. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Those maneuvers are what get people to a really peaceful place in their lives and and give them the tools to actually handle stress that comes in the future. That's what people don't actually realize or um, recognize is the big picture and the fact that you doing these and cultivating um, these really healthy growth promoting habits, all it does for you is give you tools to handle stress and anything that comes in your future because been there, done that, and you've built a tool set for yourself. It's, it's incredible. And all it takes is like one day, one step out of your normal, you know, BS. And that again, it's easier said than done. It is uncomfortable to step into change and to push yourself and break what it, what you're used to in the norm. But I can tell you from experience, I've stayed in a, you know, bad cycle of stress. How do I relieve stress? I'm going to drink. I'm going to do this X, Y, and Z. Um, And I had to check myself and be like, okay, you're tearing yourself down and you're adding to all your own problems. You are your worst enemy. And once I owned my own bullshit and where I was adding to the problem, I was able to recognize that and then go, okay, how do I change that pattern that I do myself? It is a lot. There are a lot of conversations you have to have with yourself when you're trying to grow and be better and push past um, yourself really. And that can be difficult because there's a difference between self-love and enabling. And when you enable yourself to be a lesser version, an unhappy version, an unfulfilled version of you, you are enabling, you know, the bad habits and the easy way out, which is, is in the long run, not actually that easy because you're unhappy. So you have to love yourself. Self-love is about, I love myself enough to be disciplined. I love myself enough to make the hard decisions for me. And so there is literally no right or wrong way to handle stress. Uh, Truthfully, because it's, it's just kind of a natural, it's a natural reaction. Stress comes, I do this. And each person's is cultivated them. But you do have a choice to reframe how you trigger and react to stress. There are so many people who have done that, and I know I lean on the gym, but it is a massive stress reliever for me. But there's so many people that are like, I literally can't work. I can't not work out. I can't not work out five days a week because my entire rhythm of who I am will be thrown off because that is their center. And they built up those habits and realized that their peace and their um, stress relief comes from this very positive, healthy habit that when they first started, I'm sure they were forcing themselves to get up, especially the people that go at like five in the morning before their 7am job. Like they had to force themselves the first few months to actually get up consistently, get to the gym, be there by 5am, do the workout, do it the next work all day, 
go to bed, do it the next day. But now it is a pocket of peace for them that when they wake up, it, it feels like an opportunity to start the day. It's a it's a gift. And it is it's all about your mindset about things. On the same note, you know, um, stress relief is, you know, being stuck in your phone. Like we, we know this, right? And so it's, again, it's so funny to me how obvious the, some of the things I say and speak on and think about are, but how we just don't register them as a society entirely or as individuals at all sometimes. But social media, no matter how you spin it, it is a, it is a harbored place a toxic Harvard place where you can see positive videos and, you know, these great things and you can get a lot of positivity and find like support and all that. And, um, but on the flip side too, you will spend always when you're, and some people have better discipline with this. So I can't blanket this on everyone, but I'm definitely speaking on myself and the majority of people I know, you just get sucked into the black hole that is social media and end up finding yourself just, for lack of better words, just literally wasting away as you're scroll, scroll. It could be positive. It could be pranks. It could be something that makes you laugh, but you're still spending actual time out of your real life to look at people that you may or may not know through a screen. How can that not add to an isolated stress that gives you this kind of, you know, causes a separation of the, again, the goals you want to attain or spending time with people in real life or being present in your own moments. And so I, for, for me, I realized a long time ago that I will go down a rabbit hole of just being like, almost like, not captivated, um, what's the word, like a prisoner to social media. Where I'm, you know, I wake up, that's the first thing I look at. The last thing I do before I go to bed is scroll mindlessly. And I, and for me, in the, in, in the moment, it feels like a stress reliever. But then when I wake up the next day, I'm just like, and I don't get the workout in because I sat there too long before work. Or I don't do the, you know, couple little things that are actually going to boost me for the whole day. Journaling, reading, whatever it may be. And instead I do that, I feel anxious as fuck. So like, so like I have to cut myself off from social media. Every couple months I delete all my social media for at least a month at a time um, for me to breathe, for me to like be present in myself, to reconnect with me. And it's, it's not for everybody. I, I've had definitely had people that go, oh yeah, like I don't have social media at all. And I'm like, God bless you. You're so present. Like I... I wish that I had never been exposed to it. That would be a lovely life. Um, But then I have people that, like, I could never delete my social media. I can't believe you do that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what do you mean? It's like a lifeline for me. I delete those things because it was, this was a moment when I started doing this um, probably, like, three years ago. It was, it was me breaking the cycle of my own stressors that I put into my own life. And that's how it starts. That's how you are able to maneuver certain things. And, um, you know, I listed all the things I'm going through right now and the way I've handled stress now, which in the past, I think it was just avoiding. Um, and I would, you know, just hang out, make plans and avoid the th- obligations I have because they stress me out too much. So I would shut down in that sense. Well, now that I've healed a lot of me and I'm older, now I handle stress and I do definitely still shut down. And I just 
recluse into myself and the typical outgoing outspoken bubbly me is just so shut down I don't want to be talked to I don't want to text I don't want to make plans I literally want to sit in my home watch tv cuddle with my dog Mika and you know I'm navigating this new space with my boyfriend too where we're you know like we're living together and and we are both very independent and I'm realizing he's very stressed out too. He has so much going on and so much positive too. Like the things we're going through are, they're good, they're good things, but they're stressful as fuck in the moment. But I recognized the other day when we talked that his way to actually maneuver stress is he's a lot more vocal when, and his every day and his typical, he's really internal. And so when he's stressed, he's actually really external and he's looking to like connect and be, you know, um, not reassured, but just like, you know, be close and, you know, have that connection. That is like a release of stress for him. And I am the opposite of my normal state, which is that, which is like, I want to be cuddly and touched and close. And when I'm stressed, I'm like, I don't want to be touched. I want to be inside my bubble. And I would like you to order ramen while I'm in the bubble and please don't make me come out. So we are talking through that and we had a really great conversation which also sparked this about how we both process and work through stress. And again, something that I love about him and I is that we've built this energy around one day at a time. And sometimes I just have to step back into that mantra and go one day at a fucking time because I can't worry about X, Y, and Z tomorrow or the deadline for this or this or this and yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, what can I do today to project, to, you know, project me in in a positive way and get me ahead of the game what is one thing I can check off my list of stress items just face and rip the band-aid off and once it's done and like I don't know about anyone else I think a big stress reliever for me is actually making a list and crossing it out I'm a paper and pen biatch I do not want to put notes in my iPhone I do not want a little voice memo that's like or, or you know hey Siri what's on the grocery list? I'm I write everything down And then when I mark it out or I highlight it for it to be complete, that is my reward. I deserved it. I worked for it. That highlighter is me. And it is just, that is a literal stress relief. So fine. Um, It's the same thing with hobbies. These don't have to necessarily be things that you break a negative cycle so you're going against the grain of what you typically do. It's not always that. Um, I've learned this recently and just being a leader and I'm a new leader with the type of team I have, but what I've realized is that you don't, you really don't, what you need is a separation. Sorry, I'm like stuttering around. I was like, Rick, remix. You need to be able to separate yourself from the things that are constant just mundane of your personal and your professional and when I say mundane like your job you have tasks to do you you have to do x y and z yep you must you must like okay this is do it this time yeah 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 and your personal is like you have to do the laundry you have to do the dishes this has got to be done with this got to look into this call the vet da, da, da. these mundane things that can cause a cycle of you feeling just like that life is carrying you that you're not even in the the, the captain of your own ship Hobbies are a pocket of peace that create this, um, you know, for you, for each individual, something that is just cuts into the chaos of everyday life that just sit and, and I thought the hobbies were kind of like cliche most of my life. And then actually over the last like, you know, four years, I've realized like 
hobbies are fucking important. <laughs> they help to reaffirm your the individual that you are. They help you to spark your inspiration on a free mind that you don't owe to anybody else. Hobbies release so much tension of what the world puts on you and we lose sight of that especially when you, you know when you become a new parent. You're like my hobby is a mom. I am a mom. But like, did you do something before that? Like, were you a runner? Did you take art classes? You know, do you like painting, reading, whatever it is? Like, you have to register that all the things and all the titles and hats that you wear in your life, you are still you as an individual. So what pockets of peace, what little things can you do for yourself in the midst of everything that you must do? What can you do for you? Aside from travel and vacations and all that, that's part of, you know, a stress relief. Those are the obvious ones. But on a kind of consistent level, what can you do for you today that's going to level you back out and center you? Because when you're able to do that and go, oh, oh, woosa, like, like even, you know, recording this, right? This is a hobby to me. It is a pocket of peace for me. It is something that I put on the back burner because it is not an obligation. It is a want. But by me putting on the back burner and not being on top of it and pushing myself to be uncomfortable and, and be disciplined, to be consistent on getting episodes out, I look at it as a hobby, which yes, it is. But I look at it as a hobby in the sense of I don't in the chaos of everyday life, I don't recognize the benefits of being able to record these and be vulnerable and share it and, and someone listen to it and just literally say, finally, someone's saying all the things that have been on my mental and I feel so much better to hear it. Um, and I just lose sight of that. But that's the you know problem with the stress cycle is that everything else comes first. And then especially if you spread yourself too thin, like being selfish is not a bad thing. Being selfish is like a self-love one-on-one. Now there is obviously levels to this shit. So, you know, if you're selfish and you're just a dick and you're just out to get other people just to benefit yourself, that's not what I mean. What I mean by being selfish and practice practicing being selfish is the, you know, the episode, um, the art of saying no, set boundaries for yourself and don't spread yourself too thin. You don't owe anyone a part of you that's going to make you less fulfilled and less centered and happy for you by you. So if you need to say, you know, you're constantly invited out and you're going every week and everything you're invited to and you find yourself just literally running around ragged, you saying no and being like, I want to stay my ass at home. I want to sit and have a glass of wine and a home cooked meal and I don't want to talk to anyone. Guess what? The people that get upset about them are like, oh, come on, I can't believe you're not going to spend time with us. Like, yeah, you know what? Like my mindset, go fuck yourself because literally I, you don't have to deal with the anxiousness I feel come Monday. You don't have to deal with the um, the budget that I blew because I went out and drank too much and bought shots and blah, 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 blah. Like don't, don't feel bad for being selfish when it is to protect your peace and to be the happiest, most fulfilled version of you. The best way to fill up your own cup as an individual, is to recognize when it's too much, when it's not enough, and when you're right where you are in perfect, you know, perfect balance. And so if it's too much, you need to like be selfish and say, I'm not doing it because I literally don't want to do it. I want to sit and be closed off from everyone. And that was a life lesson I had to learn like only as of recently is I don't feel bad for being selfish to protect my peace. On the flip side, though, if you're just closed off, you're not spending time and you're not going out there and living your life because you are, you know, depressed and anxious and you just close yourself off. Well, 
you need to be selfish enough to say, I'm not happy just being shut off like this and get uncomfortable and get out there and do something for yourself that's just going to like spark a light in your soul. It takes one moment to change everything. That's like across the board. You could literally be at the grocery store and you decided to go on a time you don't usually go during the week. You bump into a dude grabbing a tomato and that's your husband. I'm just saying, I know this is like a Lifetime movie, but still, you could you could be uh, t- driving home from work. You look down at your phone for one text. Next thing you know, you're in an accident. You're paralyzed for the rest of your life. One moment, whole life changes. So why not apply that to all these cycles in our own lives it, it, that we're not satisfied with and go, it takes literally one moment. It's the same thing, like I said, like I'm, when I'm stressed, I like to eat, 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 oink, oink, oink. I like to eat. <laughs> Why did I oink? That is literally disrespectful to myself. <laughs> but I love to eat. I'm like, oh yeah, your girl's hungry. And like, then then when I actually register and I sit back when I'm not stressed and I eat, I go, yeah, I wasn't actually hungry during those moments. Like I would feel, I would literally physically overeat and feel it and be like, oh, now I'm tired. Again, just, it's a cycle. So one decision, one moment, one choice to to invest in you could just change everything for your entire life and I think that we need to have that mindset more that it's when it comes to stress it's not one one shoes fits all when it comes to how we deal with stress we all have our own coping mechanisms all of us have the power to navigate and redirect how we are triggered and how we process stress and we're perfectly imperfect so it's about balance and about you know living your damn life and whatever that looks like you know if it's your the most the least stress you feel is when you go and camp you know all weekend in a tent by yourself like but it's a lot you know the spot costs a lot or you know it's a lot to pack up your car for the weekend do the fucking trip do the trip because you know you'll come back and feel so much more centered invest in all of you and that's being invested in you know pushing yourself leveling up it's also investing in protecting your peace recognizing what part you play in the things that are adding negative stress to your life. And there's going to be positive stress too, where you're just, you are on the rise. Life is, I mean, great opportunities. It's also stressful to win in the weirdest way because now you have more on your shoulders. You have more to answer to. You have more obligations, more higher expectations, all these things, but that is okay. And you got to ebb and flow with life. And if I've learned anything. I'm so humbled to the fact that I know I don't know. (laughs) And I say that saying, I know that there's so much more for me to learn and grasp and um, discover about the world and myself. So I'm humble in that every day. And so I, one day at a time, I focus on what can I do to alleviate this chaos. And I literally sometimes have to be like, okay, get the fuck up, get up. Like you got to talk yourself through a lot of these moments, but it's for all the right reasons. So I I think, you know, again, I did this episode just thinking about how we're all processing. We're all going through the motions, but don't get lost in the sauce. Recognize that you're, you are forever, every single day that you breathe on this life. You're not just a mom, a husband, um, a wife, a doctor, a, you know, 
you're not just the labels that your life has. You're still the individual that is you. And so only you can answer to the things that will bring you peace. So register with yourself if you're, if it's too much or if you're, you know, if you feel fulfilled or if you feel empty and if you are feeling stressed for the right or wrong reasons and how you can renavigate your whole direction of your life off of one decision. It's, it's actually that simple. And it's not, but it is that simple. So if you're feeling stressed, like I have been, I literally like, no, not even kidding you during this episode, I had a call come in and had to be on a call for like an hour. And then I realized that I missed, (laughs) I missed a whole call I had scheduled for work for this leadership program. I'm in mortified. I mean, absolutely mortified. I had, I mean, I missed it and had no regard. I was just like, Oh, gotta do this. Gotta do this. And that was it. And it, and I started to freak out and I said, you're human. You have a lot on your plate. And so go through your list and the things you said you're going to accomplish today, still accomplish those and chalk it up to a learning lesson on things you miss. I'm okay being perfectly imperfect. What I'm not okay is letting my stress and letting life swallow me whole and me watch as I just like is as everything that was once so great and so like excited and lit about me, not lit in like the corny way, but like lit up about me. It just drifted away because I let life and the demands and the things that are out of my control take them from me. So when it comes to stress, like Be gentle with yourself, but also be disciplined and have enough self-love to know that you deserve more than the cycles you keep putting yourself in. Because the other side of that and the determination and um, figuring out how to break those cycles, there's just so, it's like a whole new life on the other side of that. And I've felt that myself for my own transformation. So I hope that this episode inspired you to break the cycle, baby. And, you know, again, let's talk about stress, baby. All right. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.